It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just said we weren't going to do that. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, from your friends, Bigfoot Collectors Club. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history yeah. and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, uh, Bryce Johnson, and your trusty producer, Riley Bray. What's up, boys? What's up, man? So hey, happy Thanksgiving. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Um, Just going to some friend's house and eating some, making some food and doing turkey and fucking same thing everybody always does. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you're like going out of town or something. Oh, no. I'm no. in Albuquerque. Oh, oh yeah, you are. Playing, as, yeah. as this episode airs, you yeah. are currently in Albuquerque. I am. Playing with Spindrift. Will you yeah. order well, like I think a... we have a day off, but we're just there. Oh. Yeah, but we're, we'll be on an Indian reservation, so that makes oh, a perfect place to cool. spend to Colonial feel, Imperialism yeah, Day. Exactly. There you go. Oh, well. Will you look for like an open-faced turkey sandwich at a restaurant or something? Or I mean, I don't eat the animals. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. God, what I'm, are we I'm just about? I'm the worst person at Thanksgiving. I'm like that, the one that my relatives are like, oh, God. What, right, what are we going to do? <laughs> Liberal yeah. vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. make us I'm feel bad. Yeah. All right, hold we'll on, everybody. Together. Before we keep going on this food talk on Sorry. our new podcast <laughs> called food talk tea gives <laughs> paranormal food talk um i want to bring in our Spooky guest sandwiches. uh he's an actor and a entrepreneur uh mm. I, I mean he can choose to talk about that whether he wants to or not that's his entrepreneurial business not yours <laughs> um he works uh uh he plays he's plays he's he stars as hector on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, he's one of my pals. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Eric Lopez. Yay. Yo. 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 Suck. Um, Suck. You're an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, for But sure. before we get to that, what are you, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm going to a friend's house, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laying it all down. I like Laying it. it down. I know what? This <laughs> episode is just like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> is there a new segment? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I think we're going to the same place, Michael. <laughs> oh shit! I think we're at, hey, we're spending Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, together. We get nice. Oh, nice. Do you make a dish? Do you bring a dish? Yeah. Well, I asked if I needed to bring a dish, and they're like, "No, no, don't worry about it." And then I like I, I asked again. I was like, "No, no, no, no. I, I need to bring something. Why? Yeah. Why aren't you guys asking for you know dish help?" Right. They're like, "Well, you know, usually what happens is you know we ask for dish help, and like, hey, can you bring this appetizer or that?" And then people are like, "I'm just gonna bring my own thing. I'm just gonna bring my own." Yeah, and then you end up having like twenty desserts, and right. that's that's what he's I trying know to avoid. A lot of pies. Well, yep. they clog up the oven, right? People, mine's an oven dish, yep. so it needs to go into the oven. Yeah, and there's like a competition. Yeah. Like, oh, no one's eaten mine yet. You yeah, know? right. I'll just show up and eat, and then I'll <laughs> bounce. <laughs> that's Literally it. bounce. Right. Boing boing. Totally. <laughs> Good night. Totally. Uh, yeah, last year I spent it with the gardeners up in uh, Oxnard, uh, Silver String Beach. That was Ooh. gorgeous Thanksgiving. It was really nice. So we should have a good good time this year. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Dope. to learn that we're spending Thanksgiving together. Look at that. There you go. Friends in real life. We're there family now. Pretty much. Yeah. Family. Um, Eric, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, now for our next segment. What are you doing for Christmas? Um, 
Eric, uh, I gotta ask you. Yeah. Um, what is your personal paranormal history? Ooh. Uh, no, no. <laughs> get into the meat of it right yeah, away. Yeah, right jump there. in. All right. We were in that white meat. Let's get in that yeah. sticky dark meat. <laughs> I mean, I go. I, my curiosity runs pretty deep since I was like a little kid. Okay. Um, and yeah, just like you know, whenever I was little, I would peruse the library because they the teachers would be like, well, "You have to go to the library. You have to check out a book." And it's like, you know, everyone's checking out different books. And I'm like, uh, you know, where's the space section? You know, that's pretty interesting. I don't know anything about that. Yes. And then as I was learning more about it, I'm like, oh, you know, there's Bigfoot stuff. There's alien stuff. There's Loch Ness Monster stuff. And I was like, what are these things that no one talks about? You know? No one's teaching me this in school. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is way more interesting than the crap (laughs) we have to listen to about Ben fucking Franklin. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, he's a pretty interesting guy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Our next segment. <laughs> yeah, he just lost Ben Franklin. Wow. You just lost Kicking a whole ben crowd. Yeah. You just lost your Ben Franklin Dude. supporters. That's <laughs> totally. Oh, man. Dude, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Our next episode, my new podcast, Fuck Ben Franklin. <laughs> Anyway, anyways, <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, so, so it's like you know, <laughs> did that whole thing, yeah, and then so I did you just discover that stuff on your own going into the school library, or did you have like a weird librarian point the way? No, yeah, we I wish we have to spooky <laughs> library, <laughs> 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 who seek the truth, <laughs> holding a lamp. <laughs> That'd be a uh, great movie, right there. I want to <laughs> just shout out. Thanks to all the weird librarians out there who get kids into weird shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. The library. That's very much how yeah. I got started, man. Right into the old school library, checking out cool like ghost books and yeah. books and all that stuff. That stuff, I was fascinated, but I was scared. Were you scared of that stuff? Eric? No, no. It just it felt right. Have you ever been scared? You seem like a pretty calm, cool, collected guy. Uh <laughs> oh, really? That's the, <laughs> that's the aura I give off. Yeah, yeah. calm, cool, yeah. collected. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I I have been scared in the past. Um, <laughs> this is like you say that in the way that like uh, the the like father who admits that he cried once. <laughs> there was that one time, and now I did cry <laughs> once. Um, but uh, so but wait, well, so what? Uh, let's okay. So you're getting into these books, right? Right. And they don't scare you, right? They capture imagination. Then what? And uh, and I I just wanted to see that in real life. You know, I wanted to see like you know Sasquatch in real life. I wanted to see UFOs in real life. Uh, and then as I grew older, you know, I nothing was happening. And then my, f- <laughs> you have to make an effort. <laughs> you have to make an effort, right? Well, no, because it's like it's one of those things where it's like you either go to Ireland and try to look for Loch Ness monster with your right. scuba gear, or right. you just Scotland. sit at home and you just or Scotland, yeah, 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 yeah. Scotland, and then uh, or you just sit at home and it's a big undertaking. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it really is. I gotta get on a plane to see this fucking thing, <laughs> right? Oh, I'll just but, wait uh, here. Yeah, the the first time I I saw something was in was in high school. Actually, Whoa, it was really? by accident. No, yeah. where did you grow up again? Dallas, okay, Dallas, Texas, Dallas, yeah. Texas. Right. And uh, what, what were you in Dallas when you saw this? I, I was. I was in the, the backyard. Of, Ooh, all uh, right. Let's hear it. Oh, no. The story time. Yeah. Ooh. Gather around. This is a part where everyone, you know, settles into their mm. seat and stuff. Oh, yeah. Stop uh, what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's nothing too crazy, you know, but uh, I 
uh, I was in the backyard. I was talking on the phone, you know, with the girl, uh-huh. and uh, like you do when you're in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you know, just you know, sometimes you want privacy. So it's like I felt like my parents were always listening to me while I was in my bedroom. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go outside. As they do. Parents, as, as by they the do. way, parents are spies. Everyone knows this. <laughs> but they do. Professional spies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I went to the backyard and I was just, it was like nighttime and I'm like, just, you know, looking up mindlessly at the sky. Uh, and then I'm like talking to the phone and all of a sudden I see, you know, uh, is it going? What? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just freaked freaked everybody out, out. Man. Sorry. 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 Just repeat that again. <laughs> I thought it stopped. I he freaked just, out. Just makes the face of panic at me <laughs> and pointed <laughs> behind me. I'm like, I have to be murdered. Uh, so it, was like, it was like the monkey from family guy. That just points <laughs> yeah. at me. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought that it stopped recording. I was really scared. I thought you saw a dog man ghost or now, something. Now you know. I scare very easily. It's in rare form today. Oh Let's you hope. Were, you were saying. Yeah, so you saying. were telling a great story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was I was in the backyard, you know, talking talking on the phone uh, with a gal. And uh, she, you know, she was telling me some story. And I was like, you know, just mindlessly looking up at the sky and I saw a couple satellites go through because they look like stars, but they just kind of go in one direction, right? Sure, yeah. And uh, and then there was this one little star that I'm like, oh, that's a satellite. And it just moves and it stops, just completely just stops moving. And then I was like, oh, did that satellite just stop moving? And then it starts going the opposite direction. Whoa. And then it starts going the opposite direction again, and then it just zooms off. And I was just like... And I literally, like, verbally said, what the, you know, I don't you know can if say I can it. say it. <laughs> yeah. What the, what the dilio? What the oh, dilio, yeah. The dilio. <laughs> no, you can what, say what the fuck. What the fuff. Oh. Hell yeah. yeah. What the fuff. So, uh, that was it? Uh, no, 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 no. So then, the, you know, the girl was like, well, what was going on? And I was like, I was like, oh, I just saw something, you know, in the sky. Now, keep in mind, like, no one believes you whenever you say things like this. Like, yes. everyone's just like... I do. We do. We <laughs> yeah. do. Oh, yeah. We're we in a safe you. space right You're here. You're very yeah. safe here. Just look into that man's eyes you saw and tell him your story. <laughs> yeah. you saw tell, tell me what you saw. <laughs> I think that'd be such a good service, Bryce. You should start a business called I Believe You. I Believe You. And you just have... <laughs> Pass out cards. <laughs> yeah. It was a mermaid. I believe you. <laughs> I totally believe you. But uh, but yeah, so it was it was like that moment where I I realized that it was just you know there was something else out there, and then uh, the second time I saw something wasn't until uh, I came out to L.A. and I um, it was actually like a, two months ago or something. Uh, there was a really beautiful sunset, and you're like, oh, that's a beautiful sunset. And then as I'm like looking at the sunset, I see like a really bright like orb in the sky, mm-hmm. and then I'm like. Is that like a plane? And then it's like, but it was like a perfect circle. And then all of a sudden it just like, you know, like it just like looks like it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and it just goes away. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it was like really, really bright. Like you're just like, it is, and it was like, and then it was one of those moments where you're like looking around and it's like everyone's stuck in traffic. No one's looking like, you know, it's a very specific spot in the sky. Were you yeah. in your car? When I was you in saw my car. It? Yeah. Whoa. What color was the orb? It was just bright white. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. How Ooh. far, how close to the horizon was it? Like to the sunset? Uh well, well I mean, was the sun low on the horizon I guess no it was question. about halfway down okay yeah it wasn't it wasn't really close to the horizon it was about halfway down um you know the sky was kind of like pink and stuff and it was all beautiful uh-huh. and then uh it was about yeah even with the the sun whoa you have seen some shit my friend dude yeah. that's awesome we <laughs> rarely get people who have actually seen strange lights and strange stuff in the oh really We've had a couple good ones mm. but like. It's always, most people have a ghost story, which is like yeah. the thing that we've learned this past year is like everyone's kind of got a ghost story 
or a thank you for a being ghost different. adjacent story. Yes. Um, but adjacent. it's really exciting when we get someone who's like seen stuff flying around in the sky. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure you didn't report them either, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, because you know I think there's only like you know five percent of people actually report seeing that stuff. You know, some like ridiculously low number. Well, yeah. what, are, what are they gonna do? You know, like they're no one no one does anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they might send out a... Yeah, you're probably right. There was actually... You know, <laughs> an interesting thing is like uh, there was actually uh, about, I think, a year ago, pretty recent, there was an orb over Van Nuys, and I'm over by Sherman Oaks Van Nuys area, and this guy just in his backyard like is filming it with his phone. He put it on YouTube, and uh, it was just this orb just like floating there. Yeah. And then... Uh, and he's like... And he had to zoom in like quite a bit, but once he zoomed in, you're like, oh, that's definitely like some kind of like metallic ball Whoa. in the sky. And, uh, and it was kind of like freaky because you're just like, this can't be real. And then the thing that made it even more freaky was then you start seeing a, uh, a sheriff helicopter circle it. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And then so and then later on, what they said was they were like, oh, it was a um, it was a weather balloon that like or not weather balloon. It was like one of those balloons that, that they have at the uh, dealership car dealerships uh-huh. that floated away. <laughs> and then it's like it doesn't make any sense because if you, you see the video, it's like the propellers are really close to the orb. So it's like it, it would have changed. Yeah, would have blown it away. And it was just still. Um, do you have that? Do you remember where that video is? No, oh, you just probably just type in like Los Angeles, like Van Nuys like you know ufo right. or we'll orb. get that and we'll put it up well next time you see something you gotta call links. our number we have a we <laughs> oh you have, have a hotline yeah we do have a hotline I, <laughs> I believe and you. no one's yeah. using it yet and yeah. we are we are setting that up so and that would we're be the setting ourselves up for disappointment for yeah, call us it's 310-597-4803 we want to hear about your sighting Tell us all about it. Bryce, we'll believe you. <laughs> yeah. um, we won't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, we can't <laughs> do shit, no. but Bryce will believe <laughs> but you. But I'll believe you. Um, so what do you think this stuff is? Like, do you think it's a... What's your best guess? Oh, you don't want to... Oh, don't. yes, oh, we, yes do. we do. <laughs> Especially when it starts like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've dove deep. Uh, all right, great. I'm, cool. I'm, I'm a huge, like... Uh, believer in in cross-referencing stuff so it's like i'm all about and just in regular life i overthink everything so i'm like cut three you know uh, measure three times and cut once you know Mm -hmm. so each time i hear something i'm like all right how can i fact check this with this 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 like completely different sources and uh yeah i don't know it's uh i think i think we talked about this michael too it's like i think it's closely related to a lot of stuff that's in the bible oh wow awesome i like i don't think we talked about this that much so wait let's let's get into this so do you think it's um, do you think that it's, uh, stuff, okay, do you think these types of phenomenon were recorded in the Bible in a biblical fashion? Yep. Or do you think that, uh, what we're seeing is something that is itself biblical? Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's, it's both, I guess. Okay. They, they were recorded and what we're seeing is, is a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of our ancestors saw as well. Uh-huh. Uh, we still just don't know how to, uh, you know, explain it. Right. But one of the, the interesting things is when you're looking at this, like I, I recently started like really diving into actually reading like the Bible. So then in like, when you go from being hardcore into UFOs and hardcore into supernatural stuff, and you start reading some of this stuff, you're like, this is making a lot more sense now. Yeah. Uh, Right. Especially Mm. like certain things about like mountain energy, you know, you've heard the whole like pyramid stuff and all the things. So before Jesus walked on water, he actually told everyone to go, oh, yeah, go on the boat. Go ahead. I'll catch up to you guys. He went up to the mountain and he like apparently to pray or something. 
So why did he go up to that mountain? Why was he? What was he praying for? Right. And then all of a sudden, he just appears and starts walking on water. You know, so it's like a lot of these like similar energy things. Like Moses, same thing. It's or, like you know, come up to the mountain. So right. he felt called up to the mountain. And it's like there's a lot of similarities mm. when you start looking at these things. Are you yeah. now? Did you grow up religious? Are you religious? Uh, I am religious. I I did. I grew up like going to the Catholic Church, but like I didn't really care. I right. was just like you know, uh, we have to go to church again. Right. And it, and it wasn't until like recently. Uh, I like my my wife and everything. She was like, we should start going to find a church in L.A. Got you it, know, so yeah. wait. So do so you do you think Jesus is alien at all? Is that, it, it sounds crazy, right? No, when you it say does it, not at but all. like it, it sounds actually quite sane there, to me. There's it, there's like you you think about what happened, like the Star of Bethlehem. You know, the three kings like followed that. It's like that very that very much could have been a ufo that right. like led them like a star like in the sky right. like led them to it's, it's where moving them much in the same fashion in the way that like that the thing, thing you, you witnessed yeah. would move right yeah 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 no all the religions of the world when you start kind of breaking them down they become very supernatural in their essence i mean there's like you know in the, in the vedas there's like you know oh yeah uh, <laughs> uh intergalactic you know battles going on in the sky and you know um Let's you know even the book of uh, you know of, of Mormon some you know some light being shows up and and says there's some golden tablets he needs to go search out. It's all very supernatural at heart, you know. It's and yeah, you're right. There is there's definitely something to that. Now, do you go as far as to go to like um, yeah these things that I see in the sky or they they kind of biblical in essence. Um, do you ever go down that like rabbit hole that like aliens are actually spirits or demon or demons type thing oh yeah you have to have both yeah there's not one without the other and i think even like (laughs) when you start looking at alien races a lot of times are like there's the good aliens and then the bad aliens yeah Mm. and it's and i think it's very similar to you know the good spirits and bad spirits and all that stuff right so do you think that then so do you think it's it's just us interpreting aliens as angels and demons or do you think they're one and the same one and the same okay got it if you really go deep, mm-hmm. and, yeah, let's go deep. Valiant Thor, Valiant Thor, Valiant Thor, yep. which we're going to talk about today. Actually. We will absolutely. We'll get into that. So, hmm, I don't know. Should we? Let's 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 set that aside for a moment. Yes, and then we'll get 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 more into it. Right. Yeah, I just wonder. Like, it is interesting. The one in the same stuff about this. It, it. I guess when I'm I'm what intrigues me about this idea is like. So do then the aliens come from another planet or are they coming from like a realm that is like heaven or a realm that is hell? It would have to be they they come from some place. It's not like some, you know, like like random place, but they all come from like either a planet and mm-hmm. a lot of times people talk about like the the hollow earth theory, how right. like all these planets actually have uh, an inside and that's where everyone's living. So whenever you look at a planet from afar, like, you know, Neptune and Pluto and you're like all these different places, like they, you're looking at the surface area and right. it's like, that's not habitable, but you don't know what's inside of that. Oh, so you think that some of these may even be from like our own solar system. Yep. Wow. Dude, you really are getting into this shit. Oh yeah. So what's the 1, weirdest, what's the weirdest like rabbit hole you will go down? Like what's the stuff that you're like, I don't even want to tell the Bigfoot Collectors Club 
about this because it's so weird. You know what I mean? Uh, like, well, no, I mean, you Bryce guys you won't guys, believe me on this yeah, one. Yeah, Bryce, <laughs> I want you to believe me. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think you guys are pretty much all like, you know, in the same page, like open to it and, and you know. Yeah, we, we, we like to explore all mystery uh, related things. And um, yeah, I've never been able to like pin it down to precisely what I believe, but I have explored that... Uh, you know, those kind of, uh, what you were talking about earlier, like having them be sort of like, uh, you know, those things in the Bible were very much, you know, sort of, uh, you know, alien or whatnot. Like Ezekiel's wheel. Yeah, Ezekiel's was wheel was a UFO and all that stuff, too. There's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Are you into ancient alien stuff? Oh, yeah, I love okay. ancient aliens. Yeah, I love that show, too. Pretty, I, I love how they, like, set things up, like... Is it possible that yeah. blah, 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 ancient astronaut theorists say <laughs> yes? yes. Yeah. It's like they always set it up like it's like yep. it's like it's they they set it up for legal reasons, you know? So like, yeah. be like, so is it possible? But then they always like make it like a resounding like anything's yeah. possible if you say it in that voice. I know that guy's great. I love. Oh yeah, voice. I love his voice. It yeah, soothes me. Best. It makes me go to sleep. It's so fun. what's the narrative? All right, what do you think then? If we're being visited, what what are they doing? Why are they here? What's the narrative in your mind? Like yeah. what 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 narrative are you putting together with this stuff the same the same thing that you know the the bible kind of preaches it's just all like you you want to spread this like kind of peace and unity and and uh you know universal love universal love but also too there's there's certain rules and structures to that because i i feel like a lot of times people just be like oh just it's just love and you know use love but it's like there's a reason why there, there were pages created and, and books created and these stories have been recounted because there has to be some kind of structure. You have to be told no at a certain point. Otherwise, we would run, run amok and what do, you do mean, whatever we want. Be told no at a certain point. What do you mean? Uh, you know, like if we just like, you know, uh, were just, I don't know, like killing people left and right. It's like that's not how you progress, right, right. you know, humanity. Right. It's like there has to be some, some type of – and you could do it in love. You know, <laughs> it's like – I love you so much. I'm gonna kill you. I love you so <laughs> yeah, much. I don't know. I'm gonna drink this. You know, like, like you know, whatever. Like Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, that's like the example of that. Is like it's just like uh, orgiastic indulgence. You know, yeah. that yeah. doesn't really actually drive things forward. I, I get what you're getting at. Yeah. It's like that can still be from a place of love, but like at the end of the day, it's, if you're just it's, drinking it's, wine and having orgies. Like we're not gonna get. Well, anywhere. it's just dry, it's just like. Uh, I think what you're talking about is like we have to be able to like recognize like what's destructive, what's not destructive, and in, in whatever our action yeah. may take. Right. Interesting. I hmm. like this take on Christianity. I think you should start a church. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so when's your cult? When you starting your cult? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this lens though, honestly, is like this is the way religion makes the most sense to me. Right. When you look at it through yeah. a paranormal yeah. lens. I, this is the way it's I'm fascinated by this stuff because I don't think this way i tend not to think this way i mean i definitely can look at stuff and be like did that thing in the bible could that be a ufo sure you know what i mean i but but uh, my imagination tends to not combine like the ufo stuff with with religion Mm -hmm. um but i think it's a totally like it's it's a totally like a cool way to think about it it's just my imagination tends to go in it and i don't know i don't i don't marry the two a lot i don't know that much i don't know why i don't have a good reason i mean i grew up going to the church and it was always something that the heaven hell angels demons all that stuff seemed to be in on the on the opposite corner of the room closer to like ghosts and stuff like that you know, right spiritual spirituality but as we've been like getting into on the show and maybe we'll find out more when we get into valiant thor 
because um, I'm excited, you know, excited to hear your take on on what Bryce will share, Eric, is that <clears throat> there does seem to be, as we've talked about, some sort of re- some spiritual aspect of UFO stuff and some psychic aspect of UFO stuff. Um, and so I think that the further we get into this stuff, the less like nuts and bolts the UFO stuff feels to me. Um, and it definitely feels like it could be, you know, phenomenon, if not um, of the stars um, also and or uh, interdimensional, you know. And then once you're getting into like other dimensions, it kind of comes back around to <laughs> some stuff in the Bible and these ideas of different uh, realms of existence, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. It all it like I can you can bring knows, it back around. Huh? Who the fuck knows? That's yeah. Ben Franklin fucking. Knows. <laughs> yeah. Ben Franklin <laughs> trying to get those Ben Franklin yeah, fans back. He knows. Yeah. He, knew, he knew that <laughs> shit. We love Ben Franklin. Like, well, maybe he's all right. I guess. Yeah, maybe after all. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for high strangeness and more fun weird talk with Eric Lopez. Yay! Ah. And we're back. It's time for High Strangeness, everyone's favorite part of the show. Yeah, well, and it's, the celebrities are the favorite part of the show. Well, that's true. Everyone's second favorite part of the show. <laughs> the, the, um, the friendship is my the favorite. Friendship, oh, the third yeah, best yeah, part of the show. Uh, it's a Bryce week. Yeah. Bryce, um, we've already tipped it, but what did you bring in for the clubhouse today? Yeah, so Mike had recommended, uh, he, he knew you were coming in, and he said, you know... I did. Um, <laughs> I knew you were coming, Eric. He said, you should check out, you should do your uh, the Valiant Thor story. And I, and I was familiar a little bit, and I said, oh, yeah, sure, I'd... I love that old gem. You just um, said this to me in passing. Remember last year, you're like, "Oh, you're doing a podcast about this stuff." I was like, "Yeah," and you're like, "Valiant Thor," and I'm that- like, "Oh shit, this guy knows some deep cuts." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Valiant Thor. Yeah. So my story of high strangeness is that of a uh, Valiant Thor, um, and so Valiant Thor. For those who don't know, that in 1967, a book was published titled "The Stranger at the Pentagon." By an evangelical <laughs> preacher and oh, UFO enthusiast, got it, Doctor Frank E. Stranges. Um, the book and its legendary tales of a handsome as hell, soft-skinned, Christ-loving alien. Bryce, you should play Valiant Thor in a movie. I would love yeah. to play Valiant Thor. That from was the also planet- my way of saying you're handsome as hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Uh, from the planet Venus, have become the stuff of UFO legend. Now, the late, great Frank Stranges was the founder of the National Investigations Committee on UFOs and president of the International Evangelical Crusades and the International Theological Seminary of California. So he held a lot of titles. Who? Uh, Frank Stranges, the guy okay, who the wrote, guy wrote the book. Frank E. Stranges, Dr. Frank E. Stranges, who wrote Dr. Strange? Strange? Yes. Dr. Strange wrote this Dr. book? Dr. Stranges. Wouldn't that be awesome? Um, so anyway... At a lecture for his book, Saucerama, uh, which I have not read. This for- guy is <coughs> like 60s so, yeah. a go-go. No, yeah, he was into it. Uh, <laughs> Frank Stranges was showing off some pictures of an alien ambassador named Val, Valiant Thor, and his second-in-command, Jill, that were given to him by a government photographer named Howard Menger. Now, it was at this lecture um, that he was greeted by a woman named Nancy Warren, who said she was a Pentagon insider and that she could get Frank a meeting with Val. More so 
that Val would actually like to meet with Frank. So wait, is his name Val Valiant Thor? <laughs> his or... name is Val Valiant Thor. Wait, it's Val Valiant? Val Valiant. First of all, Val yeah. Valiant is another name for one of our bands. That is fucking <laughs> rad. I know. Second, it sounds like a game show host name, Val Valiant. So totally. it's, Val, it's not Val, like Val. Val is short for Valiant. It's he's literally named Val. First name, you know, middle how, name, how Valiant. I, how I understand it, yeah. Last name Thor. Th- uh, yes, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> and he's a handsome evangelical alien from Venus. Yeah, well, no, Frank was the evangelical, but yes, in a sort of way. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm excited. (laughs) I don't know the story as well as I thought. Now, the story that Val presented to Frank was that on March 16th, 1957, in Alexandria, Virginia, he and his ship, the Victor One, landed with its crew of three. This is so written by a straight dude. Jill, (laughs) Don, and Tanya as earthly emissaries. Um, I love those names. Jill, um, Pam. Jill, Don, and Tanya. This is like the cast and of The Office. With, and that with Val <laughs> were the four-man crew of the Victor One. So then they were greeted by two police officers who had their weapons drawn. And after some quick thought transference and telepathic jujitsu, the officers called their superior, who then called the Pentagon, and a meeting was arranged with Neil H. McElroy, the then Secretary of Defense. Wait, so they land, they meet the cops, mm-hmm. they pull some X-Men moves on them. Totally. And then... Yeah, Val does like some so the, what's called mental transference, and basically, we need to speak to your leader. So the cops are like, come back to the station, and the station puts them in touch with the Pentagon? Yeah, the cops then... Uh, put these guys in their car and they call their superior who then uh, gets a hold of the Pentagon. Well, why But why, why wouldn't they, I guess because they saw him land in a UFO. Listen, I'm I, like, why aren't they I arrested? I know you're going to have a lot of questions okay, here. I'll shut up. <laughs> now, once McElroy confirmed the veracity of Val's claims, he was ushered through an underground tunnel to the White House where he met with President Dwight D. Eisenhower and Vice President Richard Nixon. It's believed that for a significant period after this meeting, Val and his team were given VIP access to the Pentagon, along with a furnished apartment, while they met with the senior politicians and Air Force commanders on numerous occasions and gave them advice on policy and dealings with other extraterrestrial beings. Now, according to Dr. Strange's, he was sought out by Val because of his being a devout follower of Jesus Christ. Also, he had access to the Time Stone. <laughs> time, don't confuse our listeners. Um, no, so apparently, yeah, uh, was not just the son of God and savior of mankind here on Earth, but of the Venusians of Venus and all life in the universe at large. Jesus was. Yes, and that the Bible exists on all life-supporting planets, be it in book form or as thought pattern. Now, Strange is himself said of Thor in his 1967 book, Stranger at the Pentagon, being a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as a student of the Bible for many years, coupled with my experience as a special investigator, I felt as though my senses were functioning properly and that I knew exactly what I was about to do. I was on my guard for fakes and frauds. In walked sure. a man about six feet tall, perhaps 185 pounds, brown wavy hair, brown eyes. His complexion appeared normal and slightly tanned. As I approached him... And I mean, he, he is describing me. you, Bryce. Oh, well, thank you. And he looked at me. It so was hot. as though he looked straight through me with a warm smile and extended his hand. And he greeted me by name. 
Now, after the book was published... I'm Val... <laughs> Valiant Thor. Yes, I know. Here's Don. No, he She'll was, explain he was it saying he greeted Frank by name as oh. if he knew his name. Like, hello, Michael McMillan. Oh. That'd be scary. Now, after the book was published in 1967... I mean, I'm kind of famous, so... Frank continued... <laughs> <probably> no. <laughs> Will you let Bryce tell the story? <laughs> Frank continued the report of his visits with Val and that Val had saved his life on numerous occasions, thus allowing him to continue and preach the galactic word of Jesus. Now, I have a couple pictures here of Val and his crew. Um, here is Val, Jill, Don, and Tanya. <laughs> Tanya. Yeah. Let's picture you, Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just look like reg- regular old people. Right. And here is another one. Um, now it was said. It was said. It was said that Val had um, some sort of uh, galactic writing pad, which I think why this picture became popular. But this is a, a supposed picture of Val Valiant Thor. Oh, the guy. Can you pass it over That's here? It's supposed please? to be like an iPad, but back in the day. Where this one? Yeah, we'll put this up on the Instagram. That just looks like a notepad. <laughs> well, yeah. This is my mystical white notepad. Yeah, that does just look like a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's literally just holding a file. You can see, like, the clips on it. Now, here we go. All right. Give, give me back my computer. Okay, so here we go. Okay. <laughs> now, okay, as if things weren't interesting enough from that point, here's where they start to um, get a little bit more interesting for me. Are you blinded by that sunlight, by the way? Do no, I don't mind face? it. I, I sun gaze okay. and, uh, to get energy. <laughs> Great. And, <laughs> My God, you are a sentient robot. <laughs> so, you know, now here's where the story starts to get interesting for me a little bit. I was familiar with this story, but now did you know that this story intersects with another one of UFO's legendary characters, Phil Schneider? Yes, we talked about Phil Schneider before. Phil Schneider is the guy who was going around saying that there was a, an underground alien attack under. Oh shit! We mentioned him last week. We did at the base at, uh, at Dulce, New Mexico. Um, Phil claims that his father, Oscar Schneider, once met and worked with Valiant Thor, and Phil would display a photograph on his lecture tour supposedly showing Oscar Schneider sitting behind Val on board the USS Eldridge, the famed ship of the Philadelphia experiment that was purportedly involved in a bout of time travel after its initial invisibility test went awry. Now, the picture Phil always displayed showed a gray hair man sitting in front of his father. However, one can easily discern that the picture looks nothing like the man in the photos that Dr. Frank Strange has used to cart around in 1958. More so than that, the timelines don't add up, as Phil's picture, which does seem to show Oscar Schneider, is dated from 1943. But according to Stranger at the Pentagon, Val was only known to the U.S. government in 1957. Also, Phil claimed Thor had six fingers on each hand, an oversized heart, one giant lung, an enlarged heart, and copper oxide blood like an octopus. Uh, with an Wait a <laughs> just took a leap. <laughs> yeah. With an with an IQ off the charge at about an estimated twelve hundred. He could also speak one hundred languages fluently, including alien languages. This guy has a dream boat. <laughs> with octopus <laughs> blood. To a little Tinder profile, years. right? Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he could live close to five hundred years in age. 
Now, but according to Doctor Strange, Thor was only He's really about- putting the Moss Eisley Cantina spin on this guy. Yeah. Like, this is totally out of Star Wars yeah, now. Totally. Now, as we heard Doctor Strange describe Val, Thor, he was about six feet tall and a 185 with brown, wavy hair, brown eyes, leaving us with more questions than answers. Could there really be an intergalactic Jesus? Is there a closed ship, a cloaked ship near Lake Mead in Nevada with a crew named Val, Jill, Don, and Tanya? Wait, they're still there? They Yes, apparently they are still there, according to uh, legend. Uh, or could it be that these men weren't telling the entire truth and able to make some careers out of the unbelievable, inexplicable, and unprovable? Ding, 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 ding. You ding, tell ding, us. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what I, the hell was that? I want to put in my bio, I have octopus blood. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's such Six a cool... Octopus I'll tell you what, year two of this podcast, I'm oh. all about skepticism on all yeah. these stories and now. And I will show you this. So this is the picture that Phil would, would bring around on yeah, his UFO lecture That's tours. the photo I've seen of Valiant Thor. He looks right. more... He doesn't yes. even look like the same guy. He looks blonde here. And this is actually Phil's father, Oscar Schneider, who Oscar was... Schneider! Who was now? This is taking place on the ready room of the USS Eldridge before they were about to, um, you know, drop the first nuclear uh, n- nuclear bombs. So this was these were this was a high security and personnel. W- so in what year Whoa. is that? This is nineteen um, forty. <clears throat> this is nineteen forty three, I believe. So there is a discrepancy in yep. pictures. Um, yeah. You know, you have Dr. Frank Strange's who got his pictures from um, a government photographer named Howard Manger, who, who I mean, this was sort of the veracity of his case was I have photographic proof of, of Valiant Thor. And, uh, and he then, just looks like every guy from the 60s. Right. Yeah, in, in a sense. <laughs> and uh, But it was Thor's message that really kind of... Uh, you know, the Doctor Strange would love to talk about, it, and it was very much that we had talked about earlier. That being of, uh, you know, he came with um, ideas of free energy, how to end starvation, and how to, um, you know, basically uh, heal humankind okay. and, pl- and planet Earth. And he had three years to do so. You know, he said, uh, you know, he says my ship leaves on March the sixteenth, the same day. Uh, 1960. So they basic, and they say they basically set him up in a beautifully furnished apartment at the Pentagon for three years. Although no one took his claims like to you know offer these things seriously, they're like you know he had the answers to the world, but uh, you know apparently government insiders weren't too all too interested. But I thought he was still here, so his (laughs) ship did take off. Hmm. No, well, yeah. Oh, so he um. Basically, what he did was apparently uh, he went back to his ship, the Victor One, okay. which is cloaked near Lake Mead, Nevada, uh, still to this day, I Got believe, it. according right. to legend. Oh, well, we all got to head out there. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we yes. come back, we've Eric's going to tell us what the hell this is all about. <laughs> yes. All right. So awesome. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Back. We're back. Um, Eric Lopez, what the hell <laughs> is this Valiant Val Valiant Thor business? All yeah, about? how does that mesh with um? Someone's got with a big what, grin what, on what his face. What do you think and feel about Valiant Thor? Well, I'm gonna be really honest. I the first time I heard Valiant Thor, I was like, this is. Th- at first, I was intrigued. I was like, this is interesting. I've never heard this story. Yeah. And then, as I do, I cr- try to cross reference and everything. Where, w- real quick, where were you when you like? Do you remember when you yes. came across this? It was uh, I was going down a dark 
like YouTube hole. And it, it was actually like the middle of the day. I was watching someone's um, like I he was out of town. So I had to like watch his cat. So I was like going over there and I'm like, OK. And he's like, the cat doesn't eat uh, right away. You have to kind of like just hang out with her and just kind of pet her a little bit. And then when she feels more comfortable, then she actually eats because she gets super scared. Mm-hmm. So I just had to hang out there until she ate. Right. So I uh, went, went over there. Went down the rabbit hole. And then I went down the rabbit hole. And uh, <laughs> one of the videos that I came across was uh, uh, Val, Valley and Thor. And I was super intrigued and I wanted to know more. Uh, mostly because I had already uh, read about like, you know, hollow earth and hollow planets and like, you know, pretty much what he was saying was like that he came from Venus, but mm-hmm. inside Venus. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, that was that was my first thing. So uh, I, I try to judge things by like, you know, from a scale of zero to 100, it, this was like, at first I was like, oh, this is interesting. But then when I started doing more research, I was like, this is like a 10. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. you know, because it sounded, and then I started like reading more stuff about it. And the more you read about it, the more you listen to the stories, you're like, this sounds very uh, fabricated, like very mm-hmm. written, like, you know, kind of like a, a lot of science fiction type mm-hmm. novels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I did more digging. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah, twist, twist. What was the digging? <laughs> what did you uncover? Um, there, yeah, like like you said right there, there's more accounts of someone, you know, uh, being within the government that came to them and said, "Hey, I am from a different planet," and was trying to get these points across. And uh, through more digging, I found out that like they had a four phase. Uh, program where they were like okay phase one you know you try to contact you know earth and then it was united states because the main thing was that whole like atomic bomb stuff they're like you guys are going to kill yourselves uh you need to stop doing this Mm -hmm. and they were not interested at all in what he was saying they were more interested in his uh yeah his technology right and uh so they were just kind of like trying to get more of that information and um and then yeah and then the phase two was to try to like alert other world leaders same thing phase three was them just like trying to contact other religious leaders and uh essentially what the religious leaders were saying was like you row your boat we'll, we'll row ours you know kind of yeah. <laughs> so it's like all right and then now they're in phase four where it's just like grassroots like just little by little you know um whoever wants to listen to what they're you know, spreading, then they'll do that. They being Val, Valiant, right, the Venetians. and the gang. Right. Hmm. Isn't Venus a gas planet? Uh, I don't know if it's one of the I gas planets. So. Is it not gassy? No, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's gassy. Not. It could be gassy. I, I don't remember a, my, Let's check. My it's, it's, not, okay, it's not that it's gassy. It's just like there's a lot of stuff in the atmosphere. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm. That's so they, poisonous. So there is... All right. So That's why he lives inside of it. Got it. <laughs> it's just yeah. Well, apparently, every time I hear like Venusian, that always throws me because I'm like, don't we know? There's well, apparently no life he did come down Venus. with some uh, some tech of his own. Apparently, they were very interested in Val's uh, uniform, which was kind of like one piece of solid metallic uniform that they couldn't cut or they couldn't burn, and uh, and so they were very interested in that. Is is Val Valiant Thor? Uh, what they call a Nordic in ufology, which are like the tall blonde beings. 
You know, some might get a, get them. I think they're two totally separate. Venusians and Nordics are different. Two totally separate, different okay. things. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. There does seem to be this class of like beautiful aliens versus like right. you know, and it's all um, a little uh, yeah, your master race. It's a little yeah. disconcerting. Hmm. Yeah, it's and a little. The I guess white. the the other part of it was like because he was uh, Doctor Strange was uh, evangelical. It was it just kind of put up a red flag because you think you know immediately when you start thinking of these kind of stories that are being told, you right. start thinking of like Scientology, and you're like, oh, yeah. like what's being spun for profit? What's being spun to get your point across? You know, right, right. Well, that's um, I mean that's kind of what was pinging in the back of my head while listening to this story is that this, to me, sounds like a tale written by a dude who's like, we're in the 60s, we're in the atomic age, the kids today, they love their Beatles, there's not, like, church is starting to feel square, like it's for squares, and I need to come up with a way that will get the kids back into Jesus, so I'm creating this character of a spaceman who mm-hmm. hangs out in the government, and it's kind of like a, you could kind of like smell him testing out a like religion or a cult with this kind of. It's like it, I felt like he had to come with grips, come to grips with his own evangelical beliefs, and go. All right, now that we're headed towards the moon, like I got to come up with something for myself that kind of like yeah. still keeps Jesus alive for me. Right. Um, so I'm gonna like upgrade like uh traditional christianity with this idea of it being an intergalactic deal well yeah. sure and there were some red flags in this story for one though those pictures that i showed you of the of, of the original um val shown by dr frank strange's those have been purported to be somebody named jimmy j Woolsey. Oh, okay uh, some guy who was actually just a, a civilian out of kansas i believe oh wow uh, so someone who saw this was like no so that's someone, my uncle yeah someone saw these pictures and be like that's not i know who that is that's this that's this so-and-so person and uh and there's some uh, veracity behind those claims right. as well to kind of dispute that those pictures were but eric what you're saying is the truth at the center all of this is there was a dude like that yeah and you think so i i yeah i i went from completely being like "Eh, this sounds kind of bogus to like once like if someone puts out a story to like you know gain whatever like money or notoriety or to spread their message that's one thing but once other things start adding up beyond what the story you told like is like in things that started adding up for me was whenever, you know, diving, diving deeper in, into like reading stories of the Bible, how people lived like hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. And even how like there's uh, something in Genesis where it talks about how like, you know, the sons of God uh, came and saw that earth women were some earth women were very beautiful. So they took them as like their own and like some hybrids happen. That's the Anunnaki. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 We're talking about the, the Nephilim. sons of God, yeah. the sons the of Adam, angels. Yeah, that's daughters from the, of Adam or yeah. whatever. That's from the book of Enoch. Yeah. The fallen angels. Uh, there's stuff in the in Genesis, yeah. too. Like, that's all about that. But 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 <clears throat> if you were an evangelical minister or and or just an evangelical who like knew that stuff. Right. Can't you just use that? That is source material for your new creation, Valiant Thor. You know what I mean? Like, and just hope that people would do their do their own d- or, digging, or do what you're doing, which is like, well, shit, it's all here in the Bible, so this might be real. Well, separate accounts of uh, what is it, Venetians? I get, yeah. yeah, is is that they are like several hundred years old, and then not even them, but other creatures. Whenever they like visit, like people that I've you know contacted, you know, uh, 
I guess humans, they'll, they're like, yeah, this person said he was like 800 years old or 1200 years right. old. It's like when you start adding all those things up then you're like, well, maybe there was someone here that was right. way more wise than, you know, any of us. And right. we just kind of like, well, what kind of cool tech stuff do you Yeah, get, you What know? can you <laughs> give our army to share yeah, another exactly. army with? You know, there is that, there is that famous account of, uh, of Dwight Eisenhower meeting with, uh, an alien presence that I believe Holloman Air Force Base that has. Yeah, that's the whole basis of Close Encounters. Right? Yeah, that, the, 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 there's a lot of information behind. And we haven't done that story yet as well, too, no. but there is, there is a, there is some great evidence and in, in lore behind that whole situation as well. But but it's a t- completely and an entirely different thing from um, Dr. S- Frank Strange's account of Stranger at the Pentagon. Right. So it's like, um, yeah, it's just an interesting fact I'm pointing out that, you know, Dwight, Di- Dwight D. Eisenhower seems to be the president who got to meet with, uh, with, right. with got the to, whole if, alien meeting thing going underway right. here. You if, know? I mean, that... that... If you're to believe all that stuff, which right is fun to fun to believe, <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, going deeper down the rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah, Keep there's it going. Uh, yeah, um, there. You know, I heard the accounts that uh, Val was still around and and he was still working with the government and everything, and then people started asking about Trump and if he was working with Trump. And there was a guy oh, that was God. giving a, a speech, and he was like, you know, doing. Um, you know, getting questions and stuff. And he said that apparently they won't work with Trump because, or like uh, Putin, because they're like, they would, they know for a fact they would misuse it. And it's like, it's so crazy because someone else asked that question. It's not like he like purposely like said it there. Wait, where's this? Where's who's saying this? So this is uh, M-U-F-O-N, the mutual UFO. Yeah, MUFON. MUFON, yeah. yeah. So there was a a speaker that was talking about this and it was like halfway through the the lecture and, and he brings this up and then connected. I connected something else separately. So, you know, a while back, he brought up Space Force and everyone got super excited. Right, Space right, Force, right, right, right. Right, right, right? Even further back, I don't know if you guys watched the documentary. Uh, was it Disclosure? The Disclosure Project? With, I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Greer. Greer. Yeah. 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 So, Stephen Greer is like, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah. definitely someone that like gets his money and stuff like that. But one of the interesting things from it that I took was that they were building a Space Force and that was before Trump announced it. Right. And then whenever he announced it, I was like, oh, shoot, they, you know, out of that entire documentary that at least they got that part right. Mm. And then I started thinking about it once I started realizing, oh, like Valley, you know, Venetians or whatever, they're not giving this information. So then I started being like, okay, Trump is super transparent. So whenever he gets scared, what does he do? He does like force, he uses like tactics, build a wall, all this stuff. So why is it that he brought up Space Force when all of his other, you know, his, his, people were like, hey, don't bring this up. Like other people that, you know, were his, uh, that were with him in the government were like, stop talking about Space Force. And they even try to like, you know, shut it down a little bit uh, for now, you know? Right. And then I'm like, I think it's because he, he found out about the, the aliens. He wanted to talk to them. He wanted to get more like, you know, business type stuff mm. and like get stuff to advance stuff. And whenever they're like, no, we're not going to talk to you. And they talk to all the other leaders. He got upset and he's like, we're going to build a space force <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to like be like, look, we're, we're actually going to make this happen, you know, because he just put it out there because he's so transparent yeah, 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 and yeah, like yeah. how vibes with his credo. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's, I like this yeah. narrative. Bryce, yeah. I think uh, we met your match. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, there is some uh, there is an is some interesting um, 
Uh, Laura Eisenhower, the great granddaughter of Dwight D. Eisenhower, also talks about Valiant Thor oh, as well. Yeah, and she has a she has a lot to say on the subject too. So she 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 is, like is really into the UFO. She stuff. is very much into the UFO. I think she's kind. Of, mm, I'm not sure. I was researching her. I, yeah, she's much got to her the own chagrin, thing going on. Much to, to the chagrin of some of her family members. I think yeah, she's kind yeah. of out there doing her own thing. Yeah, no, she's definitely kind of been like on the outskirts of the eisenhower legacy uh with her own kind of ufology and uh and stuff like that but she you know she's all on board with the uh the valiant thor meetings that took place at the pentagon and stuff like that so which brings another interesting element to the story of uh valiant thor and the victor one Um, i just i always thought it was like such a strange like you know um maybe they were just going with the times of the you know the the people that in, in the era that were but this is this is Jill, Don, and uh, Tanya. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know. Val Valiant. Uh, Val Valiant. Uh, yeah. But uh, very interesting Space stuff. Space Jesus. You know, leaves a lot of questions. Yeah. Abso- well, sure. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Cool. And that's the story. Yeah. But that's, and that's the, story. the story. Wow. All right. Man, I don't know what to, I, I don't know what to think. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I don't left mean, you stumped, huh? <laughs> I'm a little stumped. <clears throat> I'm. Oof. Yeah, I, I never know what to believe anymore. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I'm going. I'm just like going back to believing everything. I guess yeah. after yeah. being a skeptic for two minutes. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Eric, before we leave, where sure. can people? Oh, we didn't talk about you being an entrepreneur. Do you want to plug Ooh. anything right now? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I mean, a couple buddies are uh, creating an app called Busy, and it's just to promote, you know, uh, community. Really, uh, cool. I, I noticed that, you know, especially being in Los Angeles, it's like very tough to like schedule things with people. And uh, I started looking at all the different social apps that are out there. Instagram makes photography social and like, you know, Twitter makes like texting social in a way. And then like Spotify makes, you know, music social. So it's like, how can, what else is left to make social? And it's like, oh, calendars. And it's not nothing. It's not anything new, but it's like I've, I realized that all the other tech guys in Silicon Valley, they kind of like rely a lot on just uh, hey, let's make a social calendar and then people are just going to love it to make parties. And it's like, no, that's not how you create community. You actually have to go out and create events and like, hey, we're going to do a kickball thing. Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to do like a get together over here. Hey, we're going to do like a book club. It's like, and that's and that's what our our uh, our founding team is kind of focusing on is just gearing up to actually create events so people aren't just like, oh, it's another app. It's like actual right. a oh, community. That's cool. And yeah. it's called Busy. Busy. And the, and the foundation Ooh. is all like a really fun calendar because i feel calendars kind of like outdated they're very right. useful but they're very yeah like i mean they're still designed yeah. to look like something you hang on your wall right <laughs> it's true well that's cool that's and then um you're on crazy ex-girlfriend right now which yeah. is airing and right. anything else you want to plug um twitter instagram oh yeah know? sure instagram mr dot eric lopez e-r-i-c-k lopez great yeah. and you were recently married congratulations <laughs> thank you thank yeah you. dude that's congratulations awesome. um riley it's the it's Thanksgiving and you're in Albuquerque, so that's so. Where can people see the uh, spin drift this weekend? Should they want to? Oh, we're done. Oh, you're done. Yeah, it's just a, right. just an eight show run. But, oh, cool. All uh, right. It was well, it was great. Fun while it lasted. Great. <laughs> yeah. uh, What's Bryce? an eight show run? Oh, like eight 
Eight shows. Eight oh, show I thought she said H O. Oh, just yeah. an H O run, oh. man. Just talking some music <laughs> slang. <laughs> I was like, I want to know your music uh, slang. Uh, do you have anything? Yeah, no. Book? Just uh, follow us on all our social media accounts. Bigfoot Collectors Club is everywhere where you can find us. And uh, if you really like this sh- show, please uh, feel free to support us on Patreon. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we do this out of the love and time of our hearts, and uh, so it's always nice to. Uh, to to get a little love back on our Patreon account, so we we really appreciate you guys um, doing that. Yeah, and, and we uh, have uh, so for 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 five dollars a month, you can get uh, you can unlock multiple bonus reward episodes yes. every month. So you are getting almost twice as much show uh, when you contribute to the Patreon. So that's like a bit for for the it's for like a cup cup of coffee cup at of Starbucks. Coffee. Cup of coffee at Starbucks. Uh, cup of coffee. Um, I wanted to say uh, thanks to everybody listening, and also a uh, quick plug for my comic book adventure van. Yes, issue four is coming out next week, Wednesday the twenty eighth. Um, you can go to your local comic book shop right now and say, "I want to order adventure van." Um, it's not too late. So that uh, we're in the uh, previews catalog. We are uh, published by Golden Apple Books. Um, issues one through three are already out. Four will be out next week, and then issue five, which wraps up the first story arc, uh, is coming out in December. So it's a really fun book. I'm really proud of it. Um, it's it's great art by Ryan Cody. Uh, sci-fi fantasy comedy adventure van. Please go pick up a copy. I will totally appreciate it. Um, and that's it. That's it for thank you, Eric, for coming and being on yeah, the man. show. Thanks, Eric. Uh, right we're on. slowly chipping, uh, checking off all the cast of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Awesome. We just have a few more people left. Uh, so we'll make sure that we do that before the show disappears forever in the spring, which is sad, but it's, you know, all good things must come to an end, uh-huh. except for the show. We'll be doing this every week for the rest of our lives until <laughs> we have met We need you foot. to get on a new show so we can get, uh, plug, get more guests. Yeah, yeah, no shit. All right, everybody. <clears throat> thank you so much. We'll see you next week and happy Thanksgiving. See you. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> God. I was half committed turkey. So dead. <laughs> Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. 
I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.